0: It's time to cut out the middleman. Why pay for a company to provide a ride-sharing service when you could use an app that connects you to the riders and does not take a cut? That's the promise being offered by D-Apps or Decentralized Applications. Let's understand what they are, how they work and the challenges these new types of applications face. Hello and welcome back, I'm your host Koshagra and you are listening to Satoshi Saturdays. DApps are decentralized apps. They are like normal apps and offer similar functions but the key difference is they are run on a peer to peer network such as blockchain. That means no one person or entity has control of the network. There are other key features such as First, it must be open source and operate on its own without the control of any single entity. Second, its data records must be public. And third, it must use a cryptographic token to help keep the network secure. What are the benefits of DApps? DApps have several exciting aspects like censorship resistance, with no single point of failure, it is very difficult for governments or powerful individuals to control the network. There's no downtime. Relying on a peer-to-peer system ensures the dApps will continue to work even if individual computers or part of the network go down. dApps are blockchain based. As they are made of smart contracts, they can easily integrate cryptocurrencies into basic functionalities and most importantly, they are open source. This encourages the widespread development of dApp ecosystem enabling developers to build better dApp with more useful or interesting functions. Let's look at it this way, a standard web app such as Uber or Twitter runs on a computer system which is owned and operated by an organization, giving it full authority over the app and its working. There may be multiple users on one side, but the backend is controlled by a single organization. DApps can run on a P2P network or blockchain network. For example, BitTorrent and Tor are applications that run on computers that are part of a P2P network whereby multiple participants are consuming, feeding or seeding content or simultaneously performing multiple functions. In the context of cryptocurrencies, dApps run on a blockchain network in a public, open-source, decentralized environment and are free from control and interference by any single authority. For example, a developer can create a Twitter-like dApp and put it on a blockchain where any user can publish messages. Once posted, no one, including the app creators, can delete the messages. Well, what are the weaknesses of dApps? While dApps promise to remedy a lot of the key issues faced by regular apps, they do have their downsides. Number 1. Hacks As many are run on open-source smart contracts, it allows hackers the rare opportunity to probe the networks looking for weaknesses. This has led to a spate of hacks on popular dApps. Number 2. Usability A lot of dApps have poor user interfaces, which have put a lot of users off. Number 3 Users Like many apps in the web 2.0, the more users a D-app has, the more effective the network is at delivering those services. This is often referred to as the network effect. D-apps struggle from low user numbers which can make them less interactive. It can also make them less secure as a D-app security can often rely on how many users it has. Aren't you curious about what D-apps are out there? The place to start is the State of the DApps A website that lists over 2,500 DApps built on networks including Ethereum, EOS, Ron, Binance Smart Chain and NEO. The most popular DApps at present are Decentralized Crypto Exchanges or DEXs. These enable people to swap one cryptocurrency for another without the need for a centralized gatekeeper like you would find on exchanges like Binance and Coinbase. CryptoKitties is one of the most well-known dApps, having hit the news soon after its launch in 2017, when high levels of transactions started to slow down the Ethereum network. In the dApp, users buy, breed and collect digital cards. The cards represent unique non-fungible tokens, meaning that nobody is able to duplicate or steal them. In May 2020, it was announced that CryptoKitties would migrate from Ethereum network, where they were originally created as ERC721 token, to their own blockchain, Flow. Because the apps are decentralized, it has led to a whole new way to build a business. One of the most fascinating examples is Augur. The decentralized betting marketplace the creators built the marketplace released it and now they work on completely separate projects while the network is maintained by its users Sadly dapps can be vulnerable to hacks Homo3D was one such scam Homo3D was an Ethereum based dapp where users put in a small amount of ether into a pot and the last person to do so wins the pot Sounds simple, right? Not so. Bots were programmed to automatically bid on the game, theoretically ensuring that it will continue forever. However, someone managed to win it. By making countless transactions with high transaction fees, the hacker clogged up Ethereum network so the bots couldn't make their transaction. This meant nobody bid on the game and the rewards were distributed. The anonymous hacker who pulled off the exit scam received 10,469 ETH worth 3 million dollars at the time and has become a cautionary tale for people thinking about using t where crypto is exchanged. Now the big question arises, what is the future of T-Apps? D-apps are still in their early stages, however, there are already thousands of T-Apps offering up a myriad of services, be it playing games, exchanging money or growing your own digital felines. The DApps market size was valued at $10.52 billion in 2019 and is anticipated to reach $368.25 billion by 2027 at a CHR of 56.1%. However, there's still a long way to go before DApps take off. Developers and the networks they build DApps on still have a lot of challenges to work out. Scalability, security and UX are among those. Once they do, the dawn of decentralized apps will be upon us. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this podcast. You can leave your feedback and questions by tweeting to me at my Twitter handle at the rate Sade Satoshi or you can leave a voice note at the link provided in the description. I will try my best to answer your questions and include them in the next episode and your feedback is much appreciated. Remember, of all the things that I do, financial advice is not one of them. To get financial advice, contact the financial advisors. Let's meet next Saturday with another episode of Satoshi Saturdays.